Well, today you can find that there are barely any sports cars on the marketplace. With companies like Toyota and Nissan still keeping some of them alive, they're not really around. But another area of the marketplace, their two-door variations are starting to dwindle. And SUVs with two doors is not a main product in the society we live in today. But why is that? Everybody wants four-door products. Because they want to bring their families. Nobody just wants to go it alone anymore. But with the rise of sport ALVs and the sport CUV marketplace, with products like the Lamborghini Urus and hell, even the Huracan Storado now bringing trekking products into the sports car world. Can SUVs really be all that cool? We get it. Jeep finally jammed a V8 engine into the Wrangler. They gave us what we finally wanted, something powerful, something great, something amazing from the SUV marketplace. But can the SUV marketplace really be cool and hip yet again? Similar to that of the late 70s and into the 80s. But we had products like the Blazer, the Ram Charger, and the original two-door Bronco. The good old OJ drove down that interstate. Today, we're taking a look at how Jeep may be onto something with sport SUVs. As we look, take a look at their concepts from this year's Moab Easter Challenge. Auto Looks Podcast coming to you anytime, anywhere from around the globe on any major streaming site from autolooks.net. Welcome back to the Auto Looks Podcast. I am your host, as always, the doctor to the automotive industry, Mr. Everett J. Coming to you from our main website at autolooks.net. If you haven't been there, stop by, check it out. We have corporate links websites to every major automobile corporation you can find in existence out there right now, inclusive of some that you've never even heard of. We have corporate links pages on top of all the smaller ones, technology companies, RVs, tractors, hell, we have it on the Autolux corporate links websites page. And if you're an educator or a parent wants to teach your child more about the automobile industry, then take a check over at our help pages. We have fun pages on there like 3D tuning that can help your children learn and expand upon the aftermarket industry on top of children's books and information pages to help you plan those road trips and guesstimate your fuel mileage on the autolux.net website. I am your host, Everett J, coming to you from Ecom Media Entertainment and the Autolux Podcast. So like I said in the beginning, Jeep may be onto something. If you haven't seen it, go and check out the Easter Moab concepts that Jeep had this year and take a look at the Jeep Scrambler 392 or the Jeep Magneto 3.0 concepts. The Jeep Magneto 3.0 concept is a two-door coupe profile on an SUV. Last time we saw something cool like this was the old Range Rover Stormer concept, which I have actually seen in real life at the Detroit Auto Show. This vehicle actually utilized scissor-cut doors, similar to that of what you'd find on McLaren, not Lamborghini. So the swing out and up style scissor-cut doors. The Range Stormer was something that Range Rover had planned, building a two-door version of the Range Rover, considering the fact that people were somewhat interested in two-door versions of SUVs. If you all remember it, the Land Rover Evoque originally came as a three-door product. They released the four-door one a year later, and once that was out, the two-door one is gone. 
gone are the days of two-door SUVs. And if you take a look back into the 80s and up until the early 90s, SUVs were only two-door products. It's only when you move down to CUV products like the Cherokee or the Explorers that you started getting into four-door ones. The original Broncos, Broncos 2s, hell, even the Blazers, up until they started taking with the Sonoma style, were two-door products. The old K5s, they were fun, they were cool, they were off-road. Now we get it, there is a resurgence in the SUV marketplace with the Ford Bronco coming back and now General Motors taking a look at possibly bringing back the Jimmy nameplate for General Motors to contend against the Bronco and Wrangler. And as we all know, General Motors is always just a follower. They never really lead the pack in innovations, but their consumers are diehard fans and pretty crazy. If you read anything about intelligence and people who own vehicles, you may not want to own a General Motors product. Sorry to say that. <laughs> but, sport SUVs. This Jeep Magneto 3.0 concept from Moab this year was an amazing thing. A two-door coupe profile Wrangler. When I saw it, I thought, this is neat. Jeep has always done concepts for the Moab get-together. They like to showcase brand new products off to people to try and gauge opinion about bringing back products, updating products, or adding brand new accessories to Mopar. That's all it is. They're trying to gauge your opinion about what they should make without actually blatantly asking you. If you don't want to bring people in for a consumer survey, you can literally just show up with concepts and gauge their opinions. Chevrolet did this a few years ago with a couple concepts that they had had at Detroit that they almost brought out. Unfortunately, they didn't, but that's also because the coupe market was on its way out. But without gauging public interest in vehicles, where would we be today? The Chevrolet Corvette from GM's Autorama was a massive hit on the show scene, which pushed General Motors to bring in and out. The Dodge Viper gauged so much great reviews about it, the Dodge just couldn't say no to not bringing that product out. Of course, they had the same response with the Copperhead, and they never brought that damn thing out. Don't get me started on that amazing product. But the Sagnito, a two-door coupe-style SUV. Jeep is really onto something here. Like we said, products like the Urus, the Purisang, the DBX, and now the new Elettra from Lotus is showcasing to us that the active lifestyle vehicle is really moving into the marketplace. People want the usability of a standardized product with a coupe profile. They want something that looks fun and fast, but also hauls ass of their friends around. <laughs> they want to be able to bring all their friends and family and groceries and everything along with them on top of looking good while they do it. And with people still purchasing vehicles like the Land Cruiser, the Wrangler, the Nissan Patrol, and the new Bronco, the SUV marketplace is starting to grow. But does that mean that we should bring back the two-door products from the past? Possibly, because two-door products hardly exist in the world today. If you're like myself and you take a look at, you know, Kijiji or Auto Trader, trying to find yourself a nice, fun two-door car, they're expensive. Hell, trying to find something with a stick shift these days is expensive. I remember when I was ending high school and just entering college. I was right in the early 2000s, like 2001. There were thousands upon thousands of coupes and sports cars on the market still left over from the 80s and 90s because they were everywhere which means they were cheap and easy to find nowadays it's hard you want to get something fun you got to go drop down fifty thousand dollars minimum to get into that marketplace hell you're over 30 grand if you want to get into a toyota gt and that's supposed to be entry level 
the days of the original Mustang and what it stood for, getting the young people into the automotive marketplace, the people that essentially make about $20,000 a year to get into fun, cool cars is gone. With more consumers today waiting longer to get into the industry, these products have all but disappeared. My stupid generation decided to wait longer and only wanted cars to bring their friends around because unlike our parents' generation, not all of us had vehicles. So we had to have a vehicle that we could bring everyone with. Well, that's a little different in the SUV marketplace. See, when people go out and buy a product like a Jeep or a Bronco, they're not your entry-level people. Some of them are, because some of them just you know, want something cool, they're like me, and we'll plop down like the $50,000 to get something really cool at the beginning. But your average consumer is more an affluent buyer. They're the people that can afford those cool things. It's an extra vehicle for them. For myself, if I owned a Wrangler, it would be something to go back and forth to work and have fun with on the weekends. It's not the vehicle I'm going on long trips with. God, no. If I want to do that, I'll get like a Wagoneer or, a, you know, a Highlander XL. I'm not going to do that in my Wrangler. That's not a vehicle to go travel with. It's horrible on gas. And its sole purpose is for off-road capabilities. And having a sport model off-road capability is something that can really bring out a marketplace. The Lamborghini Urash really brought out the sport CV marketplace, showcasing to us that crossover utility vehicles and, well, this is essentially a utility product can be fun and go fast off-road. This has already been done before by the track performance versions of the Grand Cherokee and the Range Rover Sports, but unfortunately they weren't good off-road. Well, the Range Rover was, the Jeep was, but with companies like Porsche and Lamborghini looking at the active sports car market. And this market being one of the faster growing markets of the sports car industry now, maybe Jeep and Ford might start taking a look at building fun, fast off-road SUVs. Building a coupe profile of an SUV could be one step up from owning that Lamborghini Storado. You wanna own that fun, fast car to go ripping through the sand dunes. Well, you can only go so far, get a Magneto, and you can go all the way. If you want proof of this, check out the Zarouk Sand Racer. It's essentially a dune buggy. That's all these products really are, is a new age dune buggy, but an enclosed dune buggy. People will go out and buy dune buggies to go out and have fun with, but they're not a vehicle you can go drive to work in, because a lot of them really aren't built for the road. By building a product for the road that you can go off-road and have tons of fun in and then just drive home right afterwards is great. How many people out there have seen people that have taken four-wheel drive systems off like a Jeep and thrown them onto an Nissan 350? Trekking versions of muscle cars have been around for over a decade. With games like The Crew and movies like Fast and the Furious 7 with that off-road charger displaying to us that off-road sports cars can be fun, why not just make an off-road SUV? Think about it. Land Rover Evo merged with a Land Rover Defender. So a Defender Coupe for off-road abilities. Wrangler Coupe, Bronco Coupe, Land Cruiser Coupe. They build coupe profiles for everything because people won't buy coupe products because they're tight, they're confining, and you can't fit everything into it. They're not justified by the two-car driveway society we are now today. Coupes were more justified in the world of the three-car driveway from previously, but now with our emergence back out into the suburbs due to COVID, the possibility of that coupe market returning could be here. That is one reason why the SUV marketplace is starting to grow, why the Wrangler and Bronco are here and selling in mass quantities. 
Hell, the Defender, even at its price point, is selling. And you have to remember, the original Defender was built for farmers. Do you look at a Defender today and see it out working on a farm? Or do you see that product sitting in a suburban mansion driveway? Exactly. How many guys do you see out there in regular suburbia hell with a two-door Wrangler caked in mud sitting in their driveway? Those are the avid people that these SUV coupes would appeal to. It's a market that has never really been taken hold of. A lot of people could fight me on this and say, well, we've had two-door SUVs for a long time. Yes, but we have not had two-door coupe profile SUVs. Hell, we have hardly even had any two-door two-passenger SUVs out there. And with products like this, there's the possibility of getting into this marketplace. It's a marketplace that has never taken hold. And Jeep showed us that there is a possibility that people are considering entering into an off-road coupe marketplace. With governments around the world cracking down on street racing, the last place for us to go to go and have fun and do whatever the hell we want is in an off-road environment. Why do you think the SUV craze is going good? When the province of Ontario released their street racing laws, they call it stunt driving. So if you're going 50 over, they nab your car, take you away, and they can bust any street race around. They don't need to catch both of you anymore. They just need to catch one. A lot of people I knew that were part of the street racing crew back in the day got rid of their cars and bought trucks. And they all said the exact same thing to me. There's a lot of back roads and trails around this city that cops never go down. And since if I'm driving an aftermarket tuner car around town, I'm more of a target than a lifted off-road truck. Considering the fact I live in a city, your average blue-collar worker drives a pickup truck. Having one with large mutters on it parked next to a regular one in the parking lot is not as noticeable as a short aftermarket car. Seeing an Impreza WRX sitting in the Walmart parking lot 20 minutes away from where I'm speaking right now is noticeable. But your Ram Rebel maxed out with big mutters and every single possible aftermarket modification? Yeah, it, it'll be noticeable. But when there's 30 other pickup trucks surrounding it, it's going to blend in with the crew. A coupe version of a Wrangler would do the same thing. It would blend into its environment, especially in my hometown. So a marketplace that I live in is a perfect place for a coupe profile Wrangler. Hell, I would look at one of these things. For myself, I have a tiny little pocket rocket. It's fun, it's cool, but really I don't take it out a whole heck of a lot because I know I'm a major target for the police and by having a five-point harness in it, I'm even more so of a target for the police. But when I take out my four-wheel drive Borrego and go off any of the back road, I can go flying down those a lot faster than I can drive on the streets with my little import tuner. If I could trade that unicorn from Kia in for a two-door Wrangler, I would. I would go out and get this coupe profile of Wrangler to go bombing down some of these back roads. Hell, we got back roads here that you can go for like two hours into the middle of the bush and there's no one around you. Why the hell do I want a sports car? I can get an all-wheel drive in present and do that too, but you hit one rock and a tire with one of those things, you're going to break something. You hit it and a massive wheel on a Wrangler and I'm just going to coast right over it. Think about it sports car variations of SUVs. It's an untapped market that Jeep showcased this year at Moab. They showed us there's a possibility of entering this new marketplace. And when we live in a world today where blending more markets together into one is becoming more of the norm, why not? We have a Ford Mustang with four doors, the front end of a sports car and the rear end of a hatchback and the interior space of a utility vehicle. We have a Ferrari FF with two extra doors on it, but still from far away it looks like the profile of a Grand Tourer, the Urus. 
You could hardly even see the rear doors on that thing from far away. You'd think it's a coupe. The versatility for off-road. Coupe profiles have entered nearly every major marketplace, except for SUVs and minivans. We don't have coupe profiles in trucks, but two-door trucks. And really, do you want a coupe profile in a truck? The closest thing you get to a coupe profile in a truck would have to be a crossover utility vehicle, which pre-exists as well. The Holden Monaro Utes and the original Honda Ridgelines. More of a coupe profile. But a coupe profile of utilities. It's a great idea. We are glad that Jeep showcased it off to the world. We just hope that Jeep actually runs with the idea. Even in a limited production form of their bread and butter Wrangler vehicle, a two-door, two-passenger coupe profile version of the Jeep would still find a place in the market. It's a product that there are people out there who would want to buy it. Not everybody would want to buy something like that, but with, with a profile as cool as that, it would become a vehicle of dreams that people would put on their wall. My father-in-law is not a big car person, but he always said if he wanted to get one specialty vehicle, one, one thing that, you know, because they only buy vehicles that suit their needs. They're cheap, they're small, their economies, hell, they own a Kia, Soul. But if he were to get one fun vehicle for himself, he always wanted a Jeep. And I asked him why, and he said, well, off-road fun. I like to go exploring the bush is the only thing he likes to do outside of his bubble. And when we live in a world today of urban explorers and adventurers, where the active lifestyle vehicle is essentially taking over for the crossover utility vehicle, where people want to say, I want to go soft-roading, but I also want to go to the grocery store and be able to cruise the streets. A coupe profile version of a utility vehicle is the perfect answer to a marketplace that's demanding off-road capabilities and fun mixed together. The utility coupe. Jeep, you're onto something here, and you're onto something that you need to create before the competition gets the idea first. So for myself, I would purchase one. Because right now, I'm at that midlife point, and I want more fun in my life. I have a four-wheel drive, but it's a unicorn. It's a pain to try and find parts for, so it's not the world's greatest. I have a little pocket rocket, but... It's underpowered and not that cool. And I have a V8 muscle car, but it's in pieces and I gotta put it together. If I can get rid of one of them to get something more fun, I would replace my four-wheel drive with a two-door, two-seater off-road. And if you make it stick shift, I can get rid of my pocket rocket too. So I can become a little more environmentally friendly with my fun. And isn't that what we're all about today? Trying to save the world while still having fun. So if you like this podcast, please like, share, or comment on any of the major social feeds or streaming sites you can find the Outlook Podcast on. We are on every major streaming site from Spotify to iTunes. You can find us there and you can follow us there. Releasing episodes on a weekly basis, the Outlook Podcast is here for all your automotive news, information, and industry talks. From the doctor to the automotive industry, Mr. Everett J. The Autolux Podcast is brought to you by Ecom Entertainment Media Source, the Everett Company division of the Autolux.net website, and your host, Everett J. So for myself, Everett J, the whole Autolux team here, strap yourself in for this one possibly amazingly fun ride off-road.